0: Hi, my name is Kristen. I'm the author of the book Five Lines of Code, and you're listening to the Agile Uprising podcast. and so welcome to another edition of the Agile Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hersko. Joining me once again, I have my frequent collaborators and partners in crime, Mr. Andrew Leff. Howdy, howdy. And Ms. Janelle Lanza. Howdy, also. Thank thank you both for joining me on this wonderfully exciting Tuesday evening. Uh, wonderful weather we're having here. Wonderful weather. Leff is in Texas with snow and Janelle, God knows where it is. It's got to be nicer than where she is, where, where we are here in New Jersey. So, the topic for this week's episode is we're doing another increment in the Should I Take This series. This is where we talk about courses that we have taken in the Agile and Agile adjacent sphere. And we give you a little bit of honest feedback about should you really take the time and the money, spend the money to sit in on this class. And for the class this evening, we are talking about Pro Kanban 1, which I believe is offered by the organization is Pro Kanban. Yes, correct? Yes. Correct. Uh, Which, if listeners will remember, our former board member Colleen Johnson is the CEO of Kanban. She's working with Dan Vacanti, and this is their unique take on uh, the Kanban space. So, first off, uh, I'm going to start with you, Janelle. Uh, This is a typical question I ask. So, obviously, it's a Kanban course. How familiar were you with Kanban conceptually before you even took the course?
1: I was uh, fairly familiar with it. And With that, the coaching engagements I've had recently were not using a true Kanban system. So it was a great, uh, it had interest for me because of that. Like, yes, I've done this. I think I know this. But when have I last done this other than personally having my own board?
0: Okay. So it's more of a, for you, it was more of a, can I get some official background into what I kind of know and do? Just give me some more rigor and theory.
1: some rigor. And I also think, you know, without going too deep into this in the introductions, um, I saw 2021 as this year where I was getting more than one certification. Um, It was just a year of um, trying to fulfill some of the things for my personal vision. And this was just one of those things where it's not like I had a personal vision for Kanban, but for um, continuous learning. And this was just, seemed like this makes sense. I haven't done this in a while. Better, better try it out.
0: Okay, cool, cool. How about you, Andrew?
2: Yeah, so um, I have experience, uh, but I, I kind of like taking the certification route after I have some applic- applicable knowledge or working knowledge to see how far off I am. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a, a sanity check for me. And I also, I, I haven't seen, and and maybe it's just due to the industries I've worked in, um, like Kanban actually executed in, in the way that Kanban is supposed to be, right? I've seen right. the visualization of the tooling around Kanban, but but not not a team that actually does Kanban in a way that, that I just learned and re-educated myself the correct way to do things. So I really wanted to, to round out my coaching effort to say, you know, I feel like I've done enough compound, but I really wanted to learn the fundamentals and, right. and also be able to, you know, working with having a lot of scrum leads so, or AKA scrum masters, we call them scrum leads at, at my company um, to, to get myself exposed to the course. Cause I really want to pull them into having this uh, track to also go down to uh, round them out when they're coaching their scrum teams. Mm
0: -hmm. what you said makes me think of that old quote you know theory without theory without practice is useless practice without theory is expensive
2: and it's
0: (laughs) and and it sounds to me like both of you were kind of practicing but you wanted to back into more of the in the book in the perfect world right tell me why don't you just tell me how i'm supposed to do my kanban board so that's that's a it's a very interesting take on it so um you both took this class uh, virtually, and our very own James Gifford, aka Scramando, taught it. Um, what was your what was your um, what was your feedback and thoughts spe- specifically around the virtual aspect of the class? Do you think it worked well virtually? Do you think it would have benefited better if it had been in person? I mean what are your thoughts?
2: either either one, either one of you. Uh, I- I'll jump in. Or yeah. Janelle, you can jump. Uh, I'll just my, my opinion. No, you I, go. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going. Um, I, I just my preference is always uh, in person, uh, especially doing these types of trainings. Uh, I don't think the virtual experience was bad. I like the use of Miro. Um, I'm a fan of of that as the collaboration tool. Um, I, I think that. The trainers have everything set up, so it felt organized, but I do think a small class like this is best done in person, um, in my opinion. So I feel like, yes, did I get the value out of it? Yes. Would I have preferred it in person? Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Janelle?
1: Yeah, that was very well said, Andrew. Um, I think the facilitator can really make or break it. We all have heard that before. And in this case, it was the same thing. We had a great facilitator. So uh, being virtual was not first choice, but it was also um, very good. And the other thing, you know, this this is relevant to this answer right now and to what you asked us before is I like Kanban. So doing a class, even if it's not in person, but it's a topic I like and have energy and interest for, It was okay being virtual and it was definitely worth um, my interest in spending the time
0: virtual so it was okay okay so you had a you had a vested interest walking in this was something you were intrigued and passionate about so you were gonna get some mileage out of it anyway. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, Yeah,
2: I think just just a a plus one on that. I think that's a great point. I think that engagement and just interest, because I also was very interested in the topic and, and getting deeper knowledge in it. So I also came with a bit of energy. Now, Janelle and I took this class, it was over the weekend. Right. So we dedicated two days and early starts and they're long days virtually, especially after a long week of work. So I do think that that energy going into it, 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 unlike some of our other certification trainings that can be very dry and mundane, there was a lot more interaction virtually with, with some of the activities as well as it wasn't just slideware.
0: Which leads perfectly segueing into my next question is what were your thoughts on the course material? And I'm, and you know, um, I've been hosting these episodes for quite a bit. This is one of the rare courses where I haven't taken it. I did. However, last year, much like, you know, Janelle said, she was on her journey. I was on the same thing. It's like, well, you know, I'm kind of locked in the damn house. I might as well get some certs and see what happens. And I took both pieces of the Kanban. What is it? Practitioner course KSP KMP. KLF, KMFDM, whatever it is, um, and I will tell you that my <laughs> yeah. my interpretation of that course it was very very dry. So tell me about this courseware. Like, what were your? You, you said that it was you, mural was the backbone. Backbone. Um, like, t- talk to us about like. Uh, and I'll start with you know, Like, what were some of the things that um, were you intrigued by? What did you did you pick up anything new? Like, what was your what was your feeling on the actual course and how it was presented? Like the materials.
1: Yeah, I think the materials were um, were solid. You know, it's. I have to say there was one memorable part of the course, other than being, um, in a virtual class with um, some other cats that I knew, so that was fun and um, just intriguing that way. It's like you said, even though it was a weekend or whatever, I knew these people, and that made it um, a little more energizing. There's a specific part of the course, and I think you probably say this is application um, where we were making decisions with actual work. And I say actual, but fabricated, but actual work and seeing the the data change as we made decisions with it. And so that was memorable and interactive. Um, We also gave some feedback on how to make that better but um, ask, you know, four coaches, you're going to get four different answers on how to make something better. And so that's a tough crowd. So I, I do give a lot of credit to our, our ourselves for sticking with it and not going off the rails in our facilitator.
0: Well, I, I, I do think it speaks wonders to the fact that you both took this course on a weekend and you're both walking away saying, yeah, it was a weekend well spent, which is, yeah. I mean, that's the best compliment you could pay um, going forward. Uh, Lef, what were your thoughts on the, the coursework and all that?
2: Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think the uh, and and maybe it was just also so disclaimer like like Jane, or Gifford was um, he was also I think we might have in his first or second go round with facilitating this. So I think he was still getting his his legs under him as well. But I feel like the the content really was more exercise driven and not cool. hey I'm reading to you. Um, as well as I, the simulator, and I was just looking for it. I forget what it was called, yeah. but um, I, I, for the life of me, I just, I can't, I can't put it in my head, but we'll put it in the notes if, if, if I can remember it, but um, that was really good. So I actually am using that simulator with some of my teams now to create some visualization around how to look at throughput and how to make decisions based upon width. And and really, you know, load and and looking at, you know, when when you make decisions, how does that impact the, the flow of your work? And really looking at flow, like this kind of sparked something in my head that I've been, you know, that's been buzzing around around estimation complicates newer teams in a way that creates a bit of friction and angst. So if we can take teams through a Kanban experience and look at flow and throughput maybe we can diffuse some of the estimation bomb that is created when when teams are like you know I want to do hours and I want to look at days and I want to convert points into hours and all this other stuff so uh uh-oh we lost Jay but (laughs) we'll, we'll edit that out but I think that's that that was part of my experience um with the tooling so I think Janelle, you know, I think we're, we're probably saying the same thing in, in that regard.
1: Yeah. And I, I think we had other um, parts to that. That's just the most memorable as far as podcast worthy um, things. And I like what you were saying, Andrew, about, I mean, face it, we, we have a choice in certifications. And um, some of them we feel like we don't have a choice as a consultant where you have to um, have knowledge and certifications in the what the market is interested in or demanding. And um, it's definitely a different experience when you're doing something that um, is not only interesting and usable, it was also <laughs> kind of fun. Um, didn't feel so forced. And I think, I don't know, that makes a difference with learning that um, doesn't matter what you do for a living. No one wants to be forced into anything.
2: That is true. That is true. And I like kind of being more well-rounded in in the way that we approach whether it's visualizing the work, work in flight, even just creating prioritization. Right? Like, how do we start supporting the teams to visualize things differently without all the exterior complications that you know that no, gets noisy, so yeah. um, it it's definitely it it definitely could be interesting. So um, I I did appreciate that point of view uh, from taking the course, and it, it's given me some more tooling in my toolkit to yeah. to help coach that perspective of things.
1: Well, um, our host has said that his cat rebooted yes so maybe i'm seeing that, that now a uh, comment before about the um cat was a little too loud <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a quantum flirt the universe is flirting with them it's teaching but them a we, lesson
1: we so experiment i'm not <laughs> going
2: so so while jay is rebooting i'm i'm curious right we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it rolling i okay. i can kind of assume some of the hosting role but you know, have you used any of the knowledge, maybe something that you took away from the class that you hadn't used before, or had learned that you wanted to try in any of your current engagements, or, or you want to start using going forward that you haven't, or you're eager to try?
1: I, there wasn't anything new, not like I knew it all. So please don't, yes. you know, hear it that way. Um, but that flow is um, a big part of what I'm applying at work right now. And uh, I know that's probably kind of a vanilla answer because it's like, what isn't flow? But that's the thing, people forget about it. Or it's a conversation that swirls around and when you bring it back to either customer value or flow, you usually get some grounding there. So I'm enjoying, just having that refreshed perspective on it how about yeah
2: you, yeah so I think for me it was more of educating um the people that I'm working with on on what I learned and using um like I said I'm I, I'm trying to use that simulator as a teaching tool so mm-hmm. I've really i really kind of I started promoting that saying, Hey, let, let's run through some simulations. Let's use this as at least a starting point for people to see how flow can work when they make different decisions. So, um, I've been doing that and, you know, I, I, I'm trying not to be dogmatic and also coach people with around the process of saying, just because you have a board with, you know, kind of Let's just say not started, started and done doesn't mean you're running Kanban, right? Like let's let's not confuse the issue. Let let's try and learn the concept and then use some of these words of wisdom and nuggets to to educate ourselves on on how to run things a little bit differently. And if we're going to be hybrid and do scrum bond or or whatever it is, let's be honest about it.
1: I think uh what you inspire me with this is. With what you just said, is um, Kanban's not what you do when you can't, quote, can't do Scrum. Um, That's once in a while, there's a case where Scrum wasn't the right fit. And we've learned over time that Kanban, this class gives you, not you personally, but gives a person the the whole um, knowledge to be able to, not all the knowledge, but the whole knowledge to be able to answer that question or to ask that question of your your group, your client, whatever it is, your coworkers. So that um, Kanban isn't this thing that's like a default when things aren't going well.
2: Yeah, and I think too, it's helped. uh, So you just sparked something in me with the sense of, it also has helped me have the conversation when it becomes Kanban versus Scrum. Yeah. right. Like, like that kind of friction. I'm like, it it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be one is better than the other versus it's yeah. it's really what are you trying to do, and which framework supports that opportunity or supports the value in how you're trying to work? Mm-hmm. And you know, you could do both, right? It, it just is a matter of of what aligns more so to to the value of the work you're trying to deliver. and and some things just lend itself, in my opinion, better to a Kanban approach, and some things lend itself better to a Scrum approach. So I think that this has helped me really understand some of the differences when approaching, you know, teams and ways they work.
1: So I would definitely recommend it. Um, Yes. And whether you're a seasoned veteran, like the two of us are in our own um, different vast experiences or you're new to being an agilist or business agility, um, it doesn't even have to be scrum or agile, but if you're looking to um, improve resilience and um, maybe even just agility with teams, Kanban, it, this, this thinking that's in here is very helpful for that
2: yeah, I would agree. I would definitely endorse this as as anybody that that wants to deepen their knowledge in in different ways to work. It, it doesn't matter what the industry, I think Kanban listen, i I use Kanban systems in my house to yeah. manage tasks, right? So, I, I, I do believe in the method and the framework and, and, and the approach. So I am also a big advocate and, and found a lot of value in the training, even though I, I use the concept on a daily basis in my own personal life. So I think that anybody benefits from this, that is looking for, you know, to, to add more tooling to their toolkit. Back in, gosh, I don't know. It
1: had to be 20 Somewhere between 2013 and 2015, I was an employee coach um, within within an Agile transformation that also had a budding scaled Agile instance, scaled Agile framework instance. And we had a personal Kanban class. We had Jim Benson come to our company. And I took this class with like 25 other people as a coach. And um, I'm not trying to endorse um, them, but I am trying to say that personal Kanban is no joke. and there's um, I think that kind of rounds out the the human side of the science and the the um, mental focus that um, Kanban can bring and um, encourage in the future. it's it was so fun.
2: I, I love I love that in in the sense of you know, also, you know, eat our own dog food, drink our own agile champagne, whatever metaphor statement we want to say, I found it extremely impactful with my kids, right? Like, here's the things that are not started. Here's kind of, you can only take on two things in progress at once. And, you know, you have to get all this stuff done during the week. These are your chores for the week. So manage your time wisely, right? And it gives the visibility for the whole household not to be in this state of, did you do your chores? Did you do this? I don't need to ask, right? I can look on the board every day, everybody, you know, we have our little huddle. It sounds silly, but it really has taught responsibility differently yes. than I was taught, right? with a hammer or a belt or a bat or a shoe. you uh-huh. know, like after the fact. So I think that this has been a super great learning experience for me and my household, even though my kids find it annoying. Um, I hope someday they look back on this and think, wow, you know, that was an interesting learning experience. And I feel a lot more organized throughout my week because I've I've had that experience. But
1: yes. Oh, I was meeting with Tony and Maria. She's uh, partners with Jim Benson at Personal Kanban. This was just a couple of years ago. I was meeting with her in Seattle just because I was in her city and um, I was telling her, like, oh, my youngest child she she'll do it but she really doesn't like it and all that and tony and had a really good point she's like well did you make the board or did she make the board It's like oh i'm a coach i know better than that i made the board <laughs> and it goes back to that whole thing of um ownership and but it's like but she wouldn't have done it it's like well then it wasn't at the right time oh.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. That's That's a good reflective point. That's good. So I think we're we're Jay, he pinged me, so he's his cat has definitely shut his his workstation down. So he will not be rejoining us. So I, I think Janelle and I are both endorsing this this experience. We hope that um, this sparks some curiosity if anybody needs any additional information. You can certainly reach out to Colleen Johnson, or you know, go out to the ProConBond site, or you know, look for the trainings. We'll we'll share all the links and information in the show notes. Um, Janelle, thank you for for hopping on on a Tuesday evening and, and chatting with us. Thank you, Andrew. And um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please provide us our you know feedback. You can reach out to us on our Discord channel, Agile Uprising. Um, as well as, you know, if anybody wants to help us support us, we have a Patreon account that you know, you're more than welcome. we we are not, we are always looking for, I don't want to say donations, but participation. So we've we're really proud of the community we've built and and we continue to to grow as a community, and we're excited to continue that effort and all the support and love and help we we greatly appreciate. So, I will say, farewell good night and thanks janelle again and we'll thank jay when he his computer decides to to come back online after his cat has destroyed his his evening so um thanks again janelle and uh, have a great evening